Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Drained. Today I'll be speaking, I have a special guest, um, and I'll be speaking to her about her college experience and how she's feeling as she's transitioning. She's in the period of transi- transitioning between college and the real world uh, or post-college life. Um, yeah, and, and this conversation is also interesting because she goes to a Christian college in Boston, which is, you know, it's different. So I'm excited to speak to her and thank you so much, Sarah, for being on the podcast today. So um, I'll let you introduce yourself, tell us your name, where you're from um, and where you go to school and we'll take it from there. Yeah, thank you, Harry. Uh, my name is Sarah Wandori. I am from Rwanda, Kigali, and I go to Gordon College in Wena, Massachusetts. Nice. So, oh yeah, you said somewhere Massachusetts. I Yeah, I said Boston because for the most part, a lot of us, like a oh, lot yeah. of schools outside of, you know, in small towns in Massachusetts, just say Boston because that's where everyone knows. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think my first question is, was there a particular reason you chose to go to a Christian college? Did you know as you were applying that you were applying to a Christian college in Boston? Yes. So my high school experience was um, sort of like in two uh, stories, I would say. I went to high school in Rwanda in uh, at Lise de Higari, and I didn't graduate from that school. I uh, transitioned early. I went to high school in New York in Long Island, uh, Stony Brook School, and that was a Christian boarding school, prep school. And that was basically, even though I grew up Christian, uh, I was part of uh, Christian organizations in Rwanda and at Lycée, but uh, this specific high school in the U.S. was also a a Christian um, prep school. So that's my very first encounter. And then when I was applying for college acceptances and all these places, I did apply to a wide range of schools, but um, the one that continued to like uh, be of, I guess, come up so often was Gordon College. And it was a Christian school I toured just like I toured um, a few other schools and loved the community. Uh, I guess loved how small it is. There are other schools that I toured like Liberty, which is very big. Um, and then I just felt like I was, I would be more involved if I came here. I would have a strong, stronger community if I joined. And I think that's what I've, I've experienced. And I, I'm, I think I'm happy with my decision. That's really nice. Yeah, I, I like that you you saw that you would have a community that mattered to you, a Christian community, and you pursued that as you were deciding where to go to college. Um, I think my I asked that question specifically because you know the perception of what Christianity is um, in the U.S. Um, is technically it's usually like you know really like it's it's I don't want to say related, but it's connected to being conservative. You know, like the conservative party, whatever. Which isn't necessarily yeah. like that's a blanket statement, obviously, but the majority of the views espoused by conservatives are all like we're Christian and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I question because Boston, for the most part, is pretty liberal. So I was my I'm just wondering whether you knew that you were going to a pretty liberal place, like in terms of the general area. But you know, I, to be in a Christian school in a liberal place, whether that's something you thought about or you know whether it's 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 been an interesting experience you know tell us tell us more having yeah. colleges like do you think that there's, there's there's been a difference um 
with your college versus others in that area? Mm-hmm. So I, I would say like, I, that was not like a factor that I looked at when I was applying to schools and I had no idea what like that it would be such a different thing. Oh, growing up, I just always assumed like the whole U.S. is basically the same. Mm-hmm. And moving from New York to Boston, that's when I saw kind of like the difference. But like um, like we said earlier, Wenham is pretty small, like a small, like little town on its own. And it um, has a wide range of like uh, older generation. And but then we have these two schools that are colleges that are right next to each other. But then yet again, Gordon is like its own self. It's it basically they call it the Gordon bubble. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. It could be a good thing and can be a bad thing. But we're pretty. We tend to be reserved on our own, but we also love to be aware of what's going on. Um, I guess in the world outside us and how we would be able to respond to it and. And I think they mostly train us on how to respond to the outside world from a Christian perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that's as far as I've gotten to into experiencing the the differences that might be there between living in a liberal Boston uh, culture and then a Gordon culture, because Gordon on its own is definitely a culture. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And was it beneficial to you to have, or how has it been beneficial to you to have to have had the Christian community, or at least, I mean, not necessarily Christian, but to have that community for you was specifically Christian, but, you know, just talk about the benefits of having, I guess, like-minded people with similar values. I'm assuming that that's what the experience has been, correct me if I'm wrong, but just, you know, to talk about the importance of that community to you and to your college experience and your overall well-being while at college. Yeah, so it, it would, I would say that it, We've had, I guess, similar values in terms of as a, a body of the culture here, Gordon. But we also do have some other issues that come up, and then we have to respond to them. And I guess, from a Christian perspective, from Gordon, I think it is term in terms of being humble, uh, responding with humility and understanding, open-mindedness, just understanding that it's um, they could be like choices and perspectives but there's also a way of respecting the other person and um one thing they always like talk about is how they're training us to go to work in a secular world mm-hmm. and that's for me that's been very interesting and um something that's i never had to think about because i just thought it would be yes there'll be secular and christian people around but I just assume everyone would get along but and interact fine and everything. But there's that idea of where it's like some of your values might be compromised and you have to accommodate or assimilate or all these kinds of things that I guess that's what they're training us for, I would say. Yeah, that's 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 pretty interesting. I really like your answer actually about, you know, understanding the different points of views and perspectives. I think there's a... Uh, I mean, I understand where this this um, perception or this sentiment comes from. The idea that Christians are very intolerant. Um, the, I, I like that you said, you know, that, yeah, we learn to listen to other people and take other opinions, you know, have my own opinion, but also respect a different opinion and that kind of thing. I really like that. Um, I think also what I was, I, I was, I, I wanted to hear too was, just for you personally, whether it was, it's been beneficial to you to have 
people around you that had similar values that you could, you know, talk to about your faith, you could, that could encourage you in the same way that you, you've been used to and that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I think more personally, how has that community impacted your overall well-being at college? Yeah, also definitely being comfortable and being open was something that I never thought I would be able to have, especially like at a college experience, because I think we I just had this one-sided one view of um, everything is so individualistic here and you fight for yourself, you just go and do your own thing and grow by yourself. But here at Gordon, it was not like that. From like the very beginning, I was like being poured into coming here. I had so many different mentors from being a freshman to all the jobs and uh, different roles that I've acquired, uh, I've participated here at school. So I've definitely had people who are, who challenge me to be more of, uh, to grow from what I, I already am, like explore, dream, and just um, push myself uh, to push me into other places of growth. And also definitely in terms of spiritual growth is something that I never thought I would be able to have, especially at a school. Uh, just being able to walk by someone and then they tell you something that they're going through and then you, you're free to be able to stand there and have a moment of prayer with them. Um, we have um, like weekly, uh, I, I don't know if they're services, but they're like gatherings. Mm -hmm. um, and you can choose to see them in a different way. They're very beneficial to those who choose to see it that way, but also because it's a Christian school, we have to have like a requirement met of like 30 points of attendance. Yeah. But that can be something that you view in a, in a way that's, oh, this is a requirement, I just have to do it. Or it can be a place of growth and you're really paying attention and listening and having uh, prayer with people and fellowship with people and community. And I think the more you, you get involved and the more you try to foster community is, 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 I think that was what helped me to be able to grow and connect with people, not just because we all go to school together and I shared this class with you, but I know more about you. I know about your family or even as small as like how your week is going. Um, there's this thing though that we, when you say so to someone, oh, how are you? And they're like, oh, I'm okay, I'm, I'm doing fine. But then you're like, oh, how are you doing? How are you really doing? Then that's when you actually get to know, like, I've had a rough week. I, yeah. I have five tests this week. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to go through them. And then you're like, okay, and then I'm, I'm, I'm here if you need anything. And then the next day you hear, I get a text from my friend. They're like, I hope your exam went well today. I was praying for you today. That's oh. just really, Challenged, challenged me in so many different ways of how I view relationships and I view friendships that I make here at school. Mm -hmm. yeah, that definitely makes sense. Um, I think the other question I, you know, as we move on is you're graduating this, this year. So first of all, congratulations. That's a huge milestone. Uh, I hope you see it as that. When I graduated, I did not see it as that at all. Not because I thought that it was an easy feat to have graduated, but I really just felt jaded with life and mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know, I, I just, I don't know, I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's, 
I don't know what it was at the point, but I know for sure, like when I graduated, I like my, the overwhelming feeling was, you know, this is it, you know, that like four years it's gone, you know, mm-hmm. what do I have to show for it, which I did. I had a degree, I, you know, I was, I'm more educated and all that, but there's, there's a sense of always trying to dumb down some of those um, achievements that we have in life. So I, I hope yeah. you love yourself for, for uh, getting to this point and graduating. Um, so do you I'm sure you get asked <laughs> and we oh. talked about this. Uh what what your next plans are or how you've been preparing for postgrad life, but if, if you've been preparing at all, if you've thought about it, you know, what can you share from your perspective? What are you thinking of now as you're tra- thinking of transitioning into a whole new, you know, different experience from college? Yeah. Um so it's it's been really different hard, challenging, full of emotions, different emotions going on. But, um, well, one, I'm graduating a semester early, so I'm a senior uh, graduating uh, in December, but I have my whole graduation ceremony um, in May because we don't have one. My school is very small for December. So I was really excited first because there's this new program here at my school. It's a master's. Um, well, I'm an economics and psychology major, so there's a new master's of fine, uh, financial analysis at my school, and I was really excited because they have this opportunity where you can start um, in your last semester of school, of mm-hmm. uh, senior year, and just continue on for 12 months, and you're you're like done with uh, with a, a master's degree as well. And I, for the longest time, in when I was choosing my spring semester courses for last year uh, or this year. Um, I I just, I was said that that's what I was going to do. And that's where I was viewing things even throughout the summer. That's like where I was viewing um, my next step going to be. But then as the summer went on, I stayed here uh, to work. I didn't go home that time. And as I was working and taking a summer class, everything is like, changed all of a sudden and I felt very exhausted very very overwhelmed in life and I just thinking that I, I don't really know what I, I want to do if I really want to do that master's program I was I'm economics why am I changing to finance yeah or like what am, am I just taking this opportunity because it's there or do I really want it mm-hmm. so then it changed to the stages of when I had to decide what, what am I actually going to do? And then I thought I would go home mm-hmm. for a little bit since I'm graduating early. And and then I thought that was that was good. And then on another level, um, everyone started asking me, oh my goodness, you're graduating early. What are you going to do? Did you get a job? And then I was like, okay, maybe I need to get a job. Yeah. Uh, but then what job, like where do I get that job? And then there's this whole I, I aspect of being an international student and you have to decide on paying for $400 of OPT. You know, like, do I spend this money or do I not? At that time, it was, I was only going to get one year of OPT um, when I was going to apply. And I was like, is this something that I want to invest in or is it just going to be a waste of time since I, I don't really know exactly where I'm going? And then all of a sudden it changed from one year to three years when my school changed from uh, economics and psych to a STEM major. 
And then I was like, okay, I, wow, maybe this is a sign from God. I just need to take this incentive right here, put it into consideration. So I applied for the OPT, but not, not knowing that I was actually coming. I was like, I need to apply for just in case. And then I started doing the whole crazy application process. I'm already taking 18 credits right now. And it's a whole load on top of another load. I go to the career services and everyone is shocked. They're like, you have no time. How are you applying for this? Mm. Uh, most people have a six months uh, period of having just to apply. And they're like, you only have three months left. And so they, I was just really encouraged to use my connections that I tried to develop while in um, college with I guess like events that I went to, career events that I went to, internships that I had had in the beginning, um, things like that. I feel like I'm rambling on. No, you're not rambling. I think it's important for people. I mean, I was going to ask you about, at some, I guess at some point I'm also going to have an episode um, where I have two guests talk about their OPT experience. And mm -hmm. Like it's one of what first of all it's like really frustrating and also the job hunt in the u.s is it's intense oh my yeah. god so i think I'm, I'm even being polite it's really brutal and i think that i don't know why I, no one i wasn't told i didn't know that or no maybe, one tells you that's so that. true <laughs> you know so like you don't know that until you get into the thick of things and you're on your own and now you have to figure out like oh my god i should have been networking like since yesterday and you know all the all that kind of so i feel you i really feel your frustration and i think something else that i picked up on is you know that that indec indecisiveness like, yeah. oh, should i should i get a job should i take time to rest should i go into grad school why am i even going to grad school you know yeah it, it it's, it's there it's crazy yeah. That's true. And and it's also because you know, past almost, what, 18 plus years, you've had mm -hmm. big decisions ab about what your trajectory was going to look like, right? You yeah, that's, have to go to primary. That's what I told someone. <laughs> I was literally saying the same thing as like uh, first year, secondary, and then college. All that was set out, but nothing is set after that. Yeah. You're yeah. left in open space It's true to make your own decision after that. Yeah. And it's difficult to come from a space of, you know, structure, especially if you're mm -hmm. someone who actually follows, you know, this yeah. or this is easy. You you go to class at this time, you you do this, you do that, you know, and then for, for the first time in your life, you now have to like, oh my God, you have to take charge of your life mm -hmm. <laughs> and you have to be a little more intentional about the decisions you make because, and this is what I said, it feels like what the decision you make now is going to be like, super important for something else like 10 years down the road which unless you're doing something really terrible for your life for the most part it's really not you know like yeah I think even just if you think about some of the decisions that you made early in college or in you know early in life and you thought oh my god this is like the biggest thing this is the biggest decision I'm making for my life and now you're like you look back and you think oh that was nothing it's the mm -hmm. same now but it's really hard it's really hard to just be out on your own and one, to have friends who already have their job set up. Two, yeah. to who constantly asking, what are your plans? And you really don't know what your plans are. You wish you knew. I wish I knew. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then to, to also, I think it's also the sense of that, oh, if I know what I'm doing, then I'm more like, I'm more of, um, how do I put this? I'm I'm more, like, it's it's, it's it looks like I've now, you know, I'm more plan like I, I I have more of a plan than someone else who 
doesn't I don't know I, I think I'm, I'm not articulating it the same way that I can see it in my mind but mm. it puts you on a pedestal right when you have like oh when when you can immediately say I have xyz planned out versus like I'm thinking about it I don't know why we don't also allow people to take time to to think about the decisions that they're making in their lives and you know to be more intentional so yeah. really understand how you feel yeah but you know like I said um you know whatever decision that you make whether it's taking time off or you know finding a job just to make sure that when I think to make sure that you're more intentional like you're thinking about it for me for me it's also advice to myself that when when you when you think about it and and you take time to reflect on why you're making the decisions and I think it makes it a little easier to get to a to a certain decision versus like oh my god I'm scared that I'll be unemployed for three months or I'm scared that you know I I, I won't be able to do X it's is it's I think it's a it's a stronger position to take. Um, when when it's more intentional it's like I'm doing x because I think it's going to lead to y or because I hope it does x you know yeah. or so yeah I I really feel how you're I, I feel the frustration and thank you for sharing um, I think another question I have for you is what are your fears now as you're finishing college like what are your biggest fears I think maybe two things what are your biggest fears and yeah no actually what are your fears what are your fears <laughs> graduating because I think aspirations we all have aspirations <laughs> we all mm-hmm. have dreams we rarely talk about the fears um of, of transitioning and those are real so yeah yeah oh, okay I didn't think about this but like I would say I think I'm I'm, a, I'm one of my fears is just to like step out and out of the comfort zone of being a college and where everything that I need is literally right here um, from like my apartment is here, my friends are here, my community is here, my, I have jobs here on campus and whatnot. So it's it feels so secure and structured and, and then I'm a, like I have to take this leap and go to a whole new thing that I don't know what's coming or what it's going to look like or what I need to to do to prepare for it yeah and and it's something that like similarly like the way I came to college is I had no idea what I was walking into so I learned through the process but just the fact of not knowing or uh the uh I don't know like just because I don't know what it's what's coming I guess I'm afraid of that but I I also know that it has to be done on some occasion Mm mm-hmm at a certain time, we all grow and move on to a next step. So it is something that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I think something else would be, I, I, I don't know how to say, feeling confident is another thing. Because we've, I've received all this training and education, great education. Um, I should feel like I'm accomplished and I can do a lot but on the other hand I look at all these job descriptions and then I'm like am I even qualified for this entry-level job and it just it's scary on some level but on the other hand it's like I think you have to believe in yourself you have to um, be even proud of how, how far you've come and how much you've achieved so far so I think it is a fear, but it, it is something that I think as people, as humans, we go through. Um, 
you know you've made you've made some really good points uh, that I want to go back on and and also echo um the idea that you learn through the process you know the fear of not knowing what to do how am i going to you know how am i going to go through this how am i going to figure these things out but i think you have a attitude um of of knowing of at least accepting that you that for now you don't know but you're willing to learn through the process you know i think one of the detrimental aspects of transitioning is the fear and then allowing the fear to take you captive you know and yeah. just I'm scared of doing this and hence I'm not going to try or I'm not going to do something and uh the idea that you 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 learn you know you learn what what you're supposed to be doing as you do it is it's easy to say but in practice it's really difficult to put yourself out there and to be like yeah I'm yeah. trying to figure things out but that's a good place to be that's like a really good attitude to have and also you said that you know growth happens growth has to happen like it's inevitable and i think i think one of the hardest things of transitioning from college like we said before is that it's the first time that you actually have to take control of your life you know like actually like oh my god i'm paying bills i'm buying groceries i'm um, blah 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 you know that kind of control yeah and i think the how we when we learn how to handle this one transition that's the same way we can apply like those skills um you know to other transitions in life because there's always going to be a transition there's always going to be a point where you decide oh my god i want to change industries or and this mm-hmm. is one close to me was telling me about this as he was helping me you know go through my feelings of like oh, oh what am i doing i i feel sad i want to be here but i'm not doing this etc et and he was like you know hale at every stage in your life you're always going to be thinking what's next um yeah it's not if it's not you know job after college it's like i want to move industries or i want to get a promotion or i want to change a job if it's not that is like should i go to graduate school what should i study in graduate school mm-hmm. it's not should i get married you know when do i want to get married do i want kids i mean there's always going to be that that point in your life where you're moving from something from your comfort zone from something that you've known for so long to yeah. like I have to make this major step in my life and it's always going to feel major. I think uh and he said you know like when you learn how to master just this period right now that you're in this phase that you're in because it's mm-hmm. a that's the other thing that we also don't remember is that you know like the downsides are phases right. It's like when you learn yeah. to that phase then you're able you 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 keep those skills and you're able to um the transitions become I guess smoother not easier but you at least you have tools that enable mm-hmm. to 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 make things easier also if you hear noise in the background people are watching movies so i apologize for that but my point is yeah just allowing allowing that for for growth to uh, accepting that growth is always going to happen and you know learning through the process and also just the confidence comment like i feel you so much i ah <laughs> you know what i've learned is sometimes these job descriptions just overhype everything that they do you know it's mm-hmm. it's on your resume which you should do like you've done great things and what you have on your resume like whenever you have resume prep they're like oh yeah make sure that you know overhype what you've done you know it's just like mm-hmm. make it so it's the, the best thing in the world um because it is that you did it but also i think that's what it is about um about this job descriptions i remember speaking to a person i met once um and I really I don't know what it is about nights when you're in college and you all get so deep <laughs> and you start <laughs> life. Yeah. Um, I was talking to one of my friends I had just met. I was studying abroad in London. Um and we were talking about 
like, you know, we were graduating, we were seniors and we were graduating the next semester and both of us didn't have life figured out or we didn't know what we were going to be doing. And he, he said to me, you know, Hali, like I've studied economics for four years and I really don't know. I really, I've studied economics for four years and I really don't know, like, you know, I don't know if I have the skills or I have what it takes to join the workforce and actually be successful and that kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, it got me thinking when, when you go to college, for the most part, when you graduate, you're not, even if you study econ, like you study econ, you're not going to graduate like an economist, you know, no one's going to call yeah. up Sarah to give us an economic policy or what, 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 you know, that kind of thing you have, yeah. you have the foundation of it, but you're not an expert yet. Um, yeah. What I was saying to him and saying to myself as well, you know, as you we were trying to figure out this puzzle was if, if, you have this attitude of like, oh, I'm going to learn, you know, I'm, I'm going to learn. I'm going to, I want, I'm willing to grow. I'm willing to be, to be thrust out of my comfort zone. Um, I'm willing to, you know, take on a new skill if I have to, that kind of thing. I think that's what's like the most important thing versus like, oh my God, here's a job description that says we want you to know, I don't know which economic policy. I think that's a bad example, but my point is that sometimes it makes sense. Yeah. We look at the job descriptions and we think there's no way I'm able to do this. And yet the job is really just asking for someone who's, you know, sounds cliche, but it's like someone who's like, what's it called? Pays attention to detail, you know, mm-hmm. it, hard working is it takes, you know, ownership of the of the job. And those are things that you learn as you go through life, as you go through college. Um, and those are things that we, should, we, 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 I guess, should be trying to demonstrate. And it's easy to get lost in that uh, the whole funk of I don't have a fancy way of saying of describing the skills that I have now and hence maybe I'm not eligible for certain positions you know yeah. so I think I think that's and and also like we get we get stuck so this is also me reflecting <laughs> we, get stuck, we get stuck in the whole um in, in trying to fit ourselves into a certain ideal um, that's been set up by, you know, the working world. Mm-hmm. Like you forget everything else you're good at and you focus on the two or three things, like essentially the minimal things that do not matter for anything in life, you know? It's like yeah. you've literally been able to go through college and live on your own in a different country and you forget that that's a big thing. And right because of that experience, you're able to do other things, and then you focus on like, oh, but I don't know how to do one thing. Mm. You, that's the thing that you that you that occupies your mind that you organize over constantly, over and over again. So I think it's uh, rethinking how we view life and how we view what what value we have to offer as people is is another skill that I'm learning. I'm I'm teaching myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's still a learning process it's, it's a learning process that's right yeah well we've come to the end of the interview it sounds so abrupt but this was really nice, uh reflecting uh if you have anything anything else you'd like to say before we close this interview this is your chance <laughs> wow okay put me on the spot right there but um i would say like maybe a small piece of advice as well to share that I, I wish I I had known my freshman year would, would be, um, I think being international students gives us, like, gave me a different perspective to look at things in the world. 
at least that's what I think and hope. But also on the other hand, it can tend it tended to like limit me and think that oh because either I'm from Rwanda, um, like I shouldn't like I I don't know this and if it's okay if someone calls me out that I don't know it, but yet I might even know it, but choose to like um, demote myself in a way yeah. because of a sort of like a fear. But on the other hand, like and then I don't reach out to people. Um, and that's like one thing that I regret my freshman year that I was a lot more, I guess, cautious in a way, which it's good to be cautious, but I didn't pursue those relationships or friendships that I would have uh, pursued at that time. And um, I suggest like or advise people like, yeah, go seek people, reach out to people. I think having mentors is an important thing. and. I started having mentors after I, um, like I joined my in res life um, as an RA, and I think that helped me in a lot of ways and was a growth process for me, knowing, figuring out myself and learning more about the things that I like to do or um, enjoy to do and would, I'm passionate about, I guess. And also having people that are, I kind of relate to and I ask questions that are helpful, which is why I think you doing something like this is is, is so helpful. And I wish there was something like this ages ago <laughs> that, that like directs or not directs, but like highlights some areas of places that people are going to run into and have like face some obstacles and but know that it's okay and like some people have gone through it and it's like even if you go through it it might be a different experience but uh, seek people ask questions like there's there are other international students around like how is your process going how's your OPT process going how is what are you doing about um I guess like summer internships, should I go home to look for a summer internship or should I try to stay like one summer here and build on connections here? So like, cause like we talked about earlier how connections are so important and that's like one thing that has helped me to be able to even um, have something in mind or in life after some, like in the, in the spring. So being able to just, I guess, being open and willing is something that's um, like I guess necessary in life even if it's hard because I know it was hard for me for my own personality being an introvert and everything I didn't feel like I was I had the courage to do it so being able to have a platform like through Res Life helped me a lot and being able to open up so I think that's I don't know like a small piece of advice yeah, I feel you on that. I think it's 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 yeah, it's the aspect of being reserved, introverted. Because I am, I mean, this is shocking to I guess some of my listeners. But yeah, to some in some extent, I'm to some extent I'm a little. Um, I became a little more introverted and reserved when I came to the US. Um, and I think it's just the move and trying to figure out life that mm-hmm. got this position. But because of that, I also wasn't so keen on reaching out to people and that kind of thing. So that's one of it. But it's also that, you know, that's one side of it. But you, it's also that we come from different cultures. Like me personally, I didn't think, I didn't know about the whole networking thing. You know, the idea yeah. of speaking to adults was mm-hmm. for a foreign concept to me. Like the idea that I could go into my professor's office and we were chatting, you know, yeah. As in, yeah, you always saw them as like not approachable. 
Yeah, yeah, because that's like the culture that I'm from is that there's there's a boundary between you and your professors, there's a boundary between you and adults. Like how you know the the, the fact that we we refer to our professors on first name basis that still shocks me till today. <laughs> you yeah. know, not sure how to. I mean, such things. Like I think it's also like the learning the cultural. Um, learning to adapt to the new culture as well. But you, you, you would know that if you, like you said, if you, if you were intentional about building community and allowing yourself to, to, to be uncomfortable, like it's not the most comfortable experience to, you know, to move to a new country and to have to figure things out. But there's, I think that's also the value of, of living home is you get to, ex- to have these new experiences and to meet different people and to learn new things. So why not take advantage of them as well? So. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for your kind words. Like you said, this was also terrifying for me to do. I mean, yeah, it was. <laughs> I thought so much about, you know, like my first few episodes, even till today, I thought so much about what could go wrong, you know, what went wrong, how I should have framed questions, how, how I should have asked, you know, said something and all that. Or I, I counted how many times I said like, I mean, there's so many ways, you know, to doubt yourself. But um, at the end of the day, like you said, it's you you learn as you do it. You grow, you know, you grow through uncomfortable situations. And I can attest to that. And I love doing this. It's fun. I love, you know, to have conversations like this, which I love so much. So thank you so much for racing, racing my show. And thank you all the best in your final. And oh, my gosh. Yes, there's still that to do. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, Holly. We're done. That's good.